Welcome back for 2024, Buzz. How are you going? Yeah, happy new year, boys. <laughs> Clarky, Roz, and Jared. Um, yeah, no, mate, I'm going good. I've had a, I'm, you know, perfect. Mightn't be five time. minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to text my lawyer to make sure he's listening, and then I'll ask well, him this question. Well, come on, Clarky, hit me up. <laughs> I, I'm very <laughs> interested. Up, I've had about. Ten messages come through asking if I was at Bunnings over the weekend. Because in your shush column, there is an ex-Australian cricket captain who apparently told someone to piss off at Bunnings. I just can't ever visit. I can never vision you, you at Bunnings. Bunnings. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> mate, McDonald's maybe, Bunnings. Woolworths definitely, Bunnings. No, mate. Are, are we me. talking about the great Michael Clark, Buzz? Who am I suing? I can confirm. We are not talking about Oh, okay. I thought it was him for sure. And then I thought Bunnings. I went, oh, I'm unsure of Bunnings. There he is in the sausage sizzle line. (laughs) With my big Bunnings hat on. With your new hose. So it's definitely not Clarky. It wasn't me, Shaggy. I was going to raise something with you. Look, I was out at the cricket. I didn't see you at the Sydney test. I didn't go, no. I was away with my daughter. Oh, good on you. I sat down day four. And there were some good people, and I was in a suite. I, I normally oh, sit out with the punters. Oh, how you do in a suite? I was, but there was Simon Katic in the suite. How was he? I was, I was so tempted to go over and ask him, come on, tell me, what's the true story of the oh, thing we've got? still he, going on with But this. you know what? I left him alone. Oh, that's, I'm sure he would appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you have a good time oh, out there, though, Buzz? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. And, still and a great look, test, um, isn't it? The, the, the West Indies were far more competitive than what we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um, now, Buzz, I know this is this is sorry, but hey, Laurie, I, I, yeah. Yeah, Laurie, you're not going to get away with this right. because people in my suite yeah. inform me yeah. that a day earlier <laughs> you were in the members' bar. I was. In very, very ordinary conditions. <laughs> and if you'd had a thousand drinks, mm. and um, you were gibbering. Well, <laughs> the yeah, gentleman correct. that you spoke to, he was with me, and he oh, had 2,000 drinks. <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously no responsible service of alcohol rules at the quick <laughs> No, it was a good day. Nah. It was a good day. Just on that, though, Buzz, uh, I keep hearing, and surely this won't happen. I know this is a rugby league segment. Surely they're not going to take that New Year's test away from the SCG, are they? Look, Laurie, it's a negotiating tactic. How many times has the NRL and Peter Volandi said that we're going to move the NRL grand final out of Sydney? And it's all part of negotiations with the government. They sort of try to frighten them into um, bidding for the game. And, Mm. look, I can understand Cricket Australia, they... You know, they're not that strong financially, particularly after COVID, and they're still recovering from that. I would say it would be a billion to one for Sydney to lose the January test. It's an institution in this city. It's bigger or as big as Origin, Grand Finals, and the Everest. Sydney has to keep the major events, and I'm sure Chris Mims, the Premier, who is a sports-loving Premier, will ensure and, and do, a, do a commercial deal and probably 10, 20-year deal to keep that test match in Sydney. But it's all part of, you know, negotiations. I think as a player, Boxing Day and the New Year's test uh, doesn't get more special than that. No, you can't. MCG and then... Yeah. 
home for New Year's. It's it's you you lock those two straight into your calendar. And you want to be a part of them. So, from a player's perspective, um, I hope it doesn't. Change oh, I hope it never changes. Yeah. So I th- I think those two tests in particular need to stay where they are. Yeah. You can move some of the other ones, but I, I just don't think you can move those two. Yeah. Uh, Buzz, interested in your article today. You sat down with Peter Volandis last week and. I think we were not shocked, but to hear PVL say that North Sydney could be back into the competition in some way, shape or form surprised us. Yeah, look, the story went up on the internet last night, telegraph.com.au, and the reaction to anything North Sydney is just, it's out of this world. It went to meltdown. Um, so what the story is, the Bears have really got their act together, as you know, Laurie. I, I know you um, with um, Daniel, Dixon Daniel Dixon and yeah. uh, Gareth Holmes. They're doing a really good job with Norse as a New South Wales Cup side. The Leagues Club's going well. Um, the problem is, as Peter Volandi said in the story, there's already too many Sydney clubs. But he says whenever he's pulled up in the street, whenever he's pulled up at the football, the races, wherever, the most commonly asked question is when are you going to bring back the Bears? Now he wants to bring them back but not as a standalone identity because they, they, I don't think they can do that but I think if a team like Perth or one of the a Pacific team comes into the competition there will definitely be a very very strong connection with the Bears and um, I think it will be a great thing for Rugby League and I think the tens of thousands of North supporters we lost when the team was went broke and um, had to pull out of the competition, when the Northern Eagles fell over, I think these people will return to rugby league, and uh, it'll be, and they won't be pinching supporters or, you know, with, with from Manly or West Tigers. There's already that massive supporter base there. And they don't go to New South Wales Cup games, you know, they, they don't fill North Sydney Oval, and that's understandable because it's a second-tier competition. But if you can get three or four games a year back in, um, uh, you know, back on North Sydney Oval, I think you turn that every week. What else came Your out thoughts? of... Your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see the Bears see back in some way, shape or form, Buzz. I, I think that a lot of people would re-engage with the sport that we lost. Um, and they've got such a strong brand that bears the black and um, you know the black and red and and the bears emblem. Look, I think it'd be a romantic story as well. I think it's a sure. feel good story. I don't think you could lose mm. from it. Yeah. yeah. What else stuck out from your chat with Peter Volandis, Buzz? Oh well, I think Las Vegas, and and that's the uh, issue I really grilled Peter on in that. Um, there are a lot of narcs out there who have been criticising it. And I actually put to him, you know what, if we didn't try things and take risks and look at new revenue opportunities, you know, back in 1980, I can clearly remember people said State of Origin is an exhibition game that won't work. Ron Casey, the great old Channel 9 commentator, had a column in the Daily Mirror and bagged the tripe out of it, Origin. And I can remember Steve Rogers, the late, great Steve Rogers, the Sunday after the game in the Sunday Telegraph, wrote a column saying, we've got to get rid of this game. 
So if we, what I'm saying is, if we don't look at new revenue opportunities, and Peter explains very clearly in, in enormous detail in the story the opportunity there in the USA, and while in three weeks' time we're not going to win over 1% or 2% of the 340 million people who live in America, over five or six years, if the game can stay on the Fox One network in America, where there's hundreds of millions of subscribers, I think there is a growth opportunity, not just in sports betting in America, but also with the NRL app. People will pay for that NRL app once they see the collisions, once they see we don't wear pads, once they see we don't wear helmets, once we see our players as big, strong and as powerful as NFL players. I think it's a really good thing the NRL is doing and there's a few people out there who want to knock it and all this sort of thing. I think it's great. Do you, do you guys like it? Yeah, I love it. I love the fact. And the thing that caught my eye too, Buzz, which I didn't think about, was the subscription and that NRL uh, watch app they were talking about. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think it makes great sense that there's you open it up to people over there and it's going to be shown on Fox 1. Um, which has, what, a couple of hundred million that, subscribers. Biggest, yeah, that's the biggest sporting network in Australia, in America, mm. and it will be live on the Saturday night in America, Sunday afternoon here. That is unbelievable exposure into a new market. I, I think a and lot of know, people, sorry, but I think a lot of people yeah. are sort of suck it and see, let's see how it mm. goes. But I don't think anyone can blame the NRL for... Like Buzz has just explained the reasons behind it. It's a little bit... Cricket have done the same thing. You know, cricket, the powerhouse is India, yet we've just created the 2020 competition in America. It's for the same mm. reason. Grow the game, yeah. expand it, take it somewhere it hasn't been played, put the showpiece on. So you, even, if, even if you don't like it for your team or you don't think it's the best preparation for your team to win this year's grand final, you, you cannot blame the NRL for... This is a market that's untouched. What, you'd be stupid not to try it. You're 100% right. Peter said in the interview that in 10 years' time, he wants the NRL to have a $1 billion asset base. Yeah, my God. Now, with a population of 25 million, only 25 million in Australia, you're not going to do the big you know, NFL or EPL or IPL television deal. There's just not enough potential viewers. But we've got to look at other areas to grow it. And a billion dollars in assets, and you look at the State of Australian Rugby Union, you look at the A-League, and you look at a lot of other sports. The AFL are going good. Cricket's still recovering, Clarkie. Yeah, um, yeah. We, you know, this is huge, I think. Mm. The other thing I like, guys, and... Laurie, I know it's very close to your heart. I, I, I grilled Peter on uh, bush football funding. Mm. Well, now, that, that is something that, that is a challenge for everyone, isn't it? You know, bush football, because it's not as strong as what it used to be. Mm. And they need uh, a helping hand. I know that things have changed in the bush over, over the years, but it's still the lifeblood of our game. 
Is your club journey? They're back and running, mate. Back up and running. Oh, well, that's yeah, good. we were that's we good. were out, uh, but we ha- are up and running, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have another team this year. Well, you know, as a young fellow, one of the first trips I ever did for the Daily Telegraph was to cover an Ampo Cup game in the Riverino. There it was, the label. Nineteen sixty-five. Nineteen sixty-five was. Nineteen sixty-five. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, can you yeah. talk about the Broncos? Yeah. My favourite, Ezra Mann. Has he re-signed? Where's Reese Walsh at? And what's the latest with Adam Reynolds' contract? It's really interesting, and it's a story that's sort of gone on to the... A lot of people haven't been talking about this, but Ezra Mann, what a performance in the grand final. Oh, the three to- he nearly won man of the match. hadn't been clear his last 17 minutes. He would have won man of the match on the losing side. Yeah. The three tries, outstanding rugby league player. But he's off contract. He is off contract right now. But look, I think the Broncos are very well down the track in negotiations with him. And I reckon the next two weeks, before Las Vegas, they will announce a really big money extension. Because not just in the grand final, but what he did last year, he has become an elite player, in my opinion. Now, Reese Walsh is the other interesting one. Superstar fullback, probably the best known player in rugby league now. He is off contract at the end of next year. However, he is on less than half the amount of money that he should be on. He's a million dollar player, as far as I'm concerned, but he's on a bit less than 500,000. That was because he did the cheap deal when he came back from uh, the Warriors. So the Broncos are in negotiations with his manager to do a really, really long-term deal on the money that he should be on. Again, I expect some news on that in a week or two. Finally, Adam Reynolds. Mm. He's also off contract. Champion halfback has done wonderful things for that club. as basically... the not just a player, but an assistant coach to Kevin Walters. I said he is also off this year. Um, the Broncos weren't planning for Adam Reynolds to go any longer than this year. So they have a... He wants to go around again next year. And they have a real contract stretch pressure to do a deal because of the upgrades for Mam and Walsh. However, I'm told that they will lock Adam Reynolds down for another year, probably not on the same money that he's on now, which is about $900,000 a year. And I'll, I think he'll agree to a cheaper contract to stay. However, there will obviously be huge opportunities at that club for Adam Reynolds for the next decade minimum in some role in the football club as an assistant to start off with, Kevy, And I think it's not unrealistic to suggest long-term, one day, he will coach the Brisbane Broncos. And, um, yeah, so plenty of wheeling and dealing going on in Brisbane at the moment uh, before the start of the season. Today, the coronial inquiry starts for Keith Titmus, who... who tragically died yeah. when he collapsed at a manly training session. What was it, late 2020? He was just 20 yeah, years mate. of age, later died in hospital. Just an awful story. 
Yeah, terrible story. A 20-year-old who you know, Manly and the Rugby League world had high hopes for. It's a very sad but important story, Nido. Um, Des Hasler, Josh Schuster, Moses Suley, Don Sins, their head of high performance, their team manager, John Benacera, Bonacera, will be there at the court, the coroner's court, this week to give evidence and they search for answers on what actually happened. Um, it's a really important story for rugby league in that, you know, welfare issues have been raised. Um, um, you know, for a player to, to die of training after being rushed to hot, it's just, it's, it's too sad to talk about. And I really do hope, especially for his lovely family, that... Um, they do get some answers, and if anything has happened, you know, as far as pre-season training methods, of, um, uh, I, I just hope, and I'm sure the game will learn from it. Buzz, great to have you back. Yeah, thank you, guys, and uh, look forward to it each Monday as the, as the footy season unfolds. Good on you, Buzz. See you, Buzz. See you, boys.